0: Uh, hey, Hank, uh, I just want to thank you for keeping Dermot out of trouble and stuff. Like
1: I said, he's a good kid. Now, drift, you We gotta get some work done.
0: Okay. Bye, Hank. And, um... Ow.
2: I'm his, uh, gal Friday, I guess.
0: Right, right. Oh, Hank, um, I don't think Dermot's gonna apologize to anyone, so, uh,
1: why don't you stop by with those flowers? Hank,
0: you were amazing!
2: When did you get so smooth? It's the hat! I
1: have had a crush on Dermot's sister forever!
2: I've never said anything to her before. She, she was on you like sit on Nancy. All right, Hank. I'm in. I'll be your partner till we solve this case or till I get
0: completely bored doing it.
1: Hi. Welcome to Venture Bros, the Venture Bros Podcast. I'm your host as always, Brian Dressel. With me as always is Nicholas, Starman, Friedemann i don't remember what my powers are <laughs> i had it for a
2: second and then i was like oh it's gone there's no way yeah
1: uh, i uh, i'm not actually super familiar with starman i just know that he's been in justice league books recently again which has been cool seeing him i like his design but i'm not super familiar with him yeah but but he's at the top of my brain because i just was reading justice league earlier so there you go Um, and then we also have unfortunately Graham can't be here but fortunately we have Mr. Matt Constantine Dykes hi there I had to think of a British superhero for you woo yeah there's like (laughs) three I mean, and Peggy Carter is probably not the
0: best one to go with because I don't look that good in a dress
1: (laughs) well not with that attitude yeah I was going to go no I don't want to say it in case I use it next week Because Matt will be joining us for two weeks, and I don't want to spoil what my other one could be. I'm still debating between two. But Constantine just seemed like the right choice for the first one, right? You really think I'm that cool? No, but I think you're British, and you were drinking yesterday, so that's kind of Constantine-like, right? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so today we are talking about what is, again, I just have to throw one more poor shout out to Graham. One of Graham's favorite episodes of the entire series, but he can't be here because he has a job. Uh, we're talking, everybody comes to Hanks, uh, really quick, uh, I would say it's the best episode of the season. Uh, we'll get more into that later, but it, this one's tough for me, not just to gush, gush, gush over um, so I'm going to try not to do that. Nick, can you do me a favor? Do you remember whose turn it is to do a breakdown of the episode? Uh, I believe I did the last one. Oh, so. so that would make it Graham's turn, who's not here, which means yep. it's Matt's turn.
0: I am prepared this time.
1: <laughs> well, at least there's that. Unlike uh, last time, I am actually prepared. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let her rip. Let's 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 dive into this thing as quick as we can. So Everybody comes to Hank's. So what happens? Okay, doke. So, uh, Dean goes
0: off to New York to be an intern, and Hank is given an ultimatum of getting a job within four days. Instead of going out and getting a job, he sets up Hank Co, Co Superworld, which is just a lot of random services, including a detective agency and a store that's made up of basically whatever he found around the house. Dermot's mum doesn't show up to pick him up after a shift, and Hank turns the whole thing into a detective case. Um, of where's Dermot's mum which is solved really quickly when she actually comes and picks him up Um, (laughs) but then he starts a new investigation of finding out who Dermot's father is because Dermot tells him that it's Brock Samson Brock denies this so Hank continues to investigate along with the alchemist who has moved in with Orpheus and is bored out of his gourd along the way because of his newfound confidence thank- thanks to his detective's hat and whip he loses his virginity to Dermot's sister Nikki the alchemist and Orpheus cast a spell on the key w- that is the clue to who Dermot's father is and find out that Rusty was actually the father and Nikki was hi- was Dermot's mother Rusty got her pregnant when she was 15 years old fucking Rusty <laughs> the alchemist quits as Hank's partner after finding this out and Hank tells him that he's had sex with Nicky. Hank picks up the key which has not had the spell discharged and finds out the whole truth about Rusty and Nicky. He then has his memory wiped in order to forget what Rusty did. In the end credits tag we see that before his memory wipe Hank recorded a message to himself explaining that he had lost his virginity. Dean returns home and a portal opens with a heroic lusting looking Rusty emerging with a full head of hair and a load of question marks appear on the screen
1: yeah that that is everything that happens well done Uh, significantly better than Graham who always fucks it up that's what you get for not being here Graham way to defend yourself Uh, and much better than my last attempt as well I'm not even going to talk about that one Uh, so i have made my opinion on this uh well known both before we even recorded the episode on previous episodes and even the beginning of this one but where do you guys land on it like i i love the shit out of this one
0: best episode of the season by a country mile so good nick what
2: about you not my favorite but i think it's still a good episode
1: (laughs) uh well then i'm gonna start with you why is it not your favorite
2: um, I think that if you had asked me before we watched this episode, I would have been like, this is amazing. Like I really like it. And for some reason, I think that the device of the hat bothers me more and more, which I think is such a silly small thing to complain about, but it just it doesn't resonate with me.
1: I agree it is a silly small thing to complain about. It is. It really because is. Because it, it, it's so hank. Like it's yeah. just yeah. such a hank. Think thing. About but it's not.
0: And the Batman mask it is! The bank, Hank and the Batman mask.
2: Batman's very different. Hank talks like this all the time in the past without the hat.
1: Not no, all the time though. Not like, all he, the time, but more time often than he talks it.
2: like Batman.
1: Okay, that's fair. I'll give you that much. But when he gets the hat on then it's just like, oh, this is who I've always wanted to be. And it's shown because he's tried to do it every now and then beforehand and then he gets the hat and he can just go full blown like this and it's what he's always wanted. So it still kind of works. Mm. I don't know.
2: (laughs) I want him to be confident in himself and not use a prop like a carrot top. But this is Hank. I know. But I think he, he could be so much better than this. I think actually what bothers me is that with the Batman version and all that other kind of stuff is that that happens earlier. And at this point we're supposed to kind of like buy into the fact that Hank has grown up a little bit. And to me this is kind of a regression.
1: But he is still Hank. Yeah, he's still very much Hank, and he has grown up. Just look at, like, Hank Co., at least in this episode, is bonkers. Like, the amount of stuff that he provides. Like, he became a notary. Like, that's huge. Yes, I was going to say that the
0: notary is the most impressive (laughs) part of the whole thing. (laughs) I've got the full list of services that's on the Hank Co.
1: thing. Oh, go for
0: it. What are they? Okay, so the first one, I'm guessing, because you, you see half of it, and just based on what it actually says. I think it was fertility AIDS. You see, itty AIDS. So I'm assuming it's fertility AIDS. He also does men's shoes, banking, food court, electronics, puppet repair, private detective, travel agency, notary public,
1: massage, and school supplies. Like, say what you will about him, about the whole regression thing. I don't disagree with you because he is just playing dress-up. But at the same time, like... When Hank was younger and he was just playing dress up as Batman, his idea of Hank Co. was hoagie sandwiches and lemonade, and that was it. Totally. And now Hank Co. is huge. They do everything. No, see, that Hank's part Biden. I agree with. I agree
2: that he's grown up in that way. It's I think the the hat, for some reason, is a sticking point for me. I feel like Hank's stronger than that hat. He doesn't need it. Take it off and throw it away. The whip, I'll, uh, I'll buy the whip i was just gonna say where do you land on the
0: detective's whip detective's
2: whip feels very hank because clearly he bought an indiana jones costume and he's using it as a detective's costume see that i buy i don't know why i just feel like the hat he doesn't need i like the device in in the sense of like changing the filter and everything else i just wish that he had realized he didn't need it i guess is what i'm trying to
1: articulate I understand, but I, I, for me, that's not... I can understand your point while thinking that it, it does not detract from the episode in any way, shape, or form for me. So I still think it's the best of the season. That's fair. I love the hat. Yeah, I love the hat, too. I think it's, I think it's a great device. But, you know, I, I understand Nick's complaints. I get them. I don't agree <laughs> with them, but I see what he's talking about. Yeah. Um... I also list, I love the hat and how it affects other people. Like, Billy has to wear the hat so he can do the voice, and then the alchemist does the same thing. Like, I like that everyone's just like, oh, no, this is a blast. I, I like doing this.
2: Yeah. I agree with that, especially since nothing's open past 830.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but specifically, I just love Billy with the voice. Like, especially when the alchemist is like, oh, now you're doing He's like, I've been sitting here all day waiting for this. Like, he was just so excited to be a part of something. <laughs> it's so true
0: i I love the whole thing of like when he walks away and uh hatred is like billy do you want your your stuff
1: wrapped up and he goes oh
0: come on i was wearing a hat
1: <laughs> oh yeah because billy's really tough to find anywhere uh doesn't stick out like a sore thumb at all uh but i do like that he just wanted to play along i think that's kind of what the the for me, the reason why I love this episode as much as I do, beyond just the idea of Hank being a private detective and all the other services it provides, beyond the the story of who is Dermot and finally finding out who Dermot is, I just I love the idea that all of these people, when there's actually not a huge thing going on, are just kind of bored and looking for something fun to do, and they get that with this. And I I, I think that's why I love the episode as much as I do. I think that's fair. Because we don't really, like, the downtime we get with them is usually kind of few and far between. Like, the other time I remember getting downtime with Rescue is when he watched The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which was also hysterical, but for very different reasons. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm just looking through the book now and just looking at Hank Coe's cafe menu. Did you guys look at this at all?
0: Oh, I looked at that. It's so funny.
1: His menu is phenomenal, especially bread balls. It's We begin by hand-rolling white bread into a little ball and end by serving it to you. I like the oh cheese boy. one. Oh, yeah. American cheese, sliced the way you like it.
0: That's uh, It's yeah. literally just stuff he found around the house and was like, that'll make a great, nice meal.
1: Yeah, I like that he also, like, that's the same with the shoe department. It's all of Rusky's shoes, which just makes me go, like, Rusky, buy some different shoes. It's all the <laughs> <Seriously>. same pair. <laughs> Everything's
0: like Rusty's
1: though. It's like you know, it makes
0: him buy his own remote controls back.
1: But again, it's one of the few times when Rusty's not being a bad dad. He does buy it all back. Yeah, that which is
0: it kind of feels a little bit out of character for him because I can just imagine him going and going. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. Yeah, then, which like, is what he starts doing. Or something.
1: But then he pays for it. Yeah, it's like I think that's what's. Like, it's weird to see Rusty being a supportive dad but he kind of is in this episode yeah then then
0: you get like later on you find out how much he really really fucked up something else so oh yeah
1: while he's being supportive of hank he's ruining dean's life but (laughs) oh do you think that
2: he's being a supportive dad because he's so focused on it's i because the the vibe that i get is that he's being a supportive dad mostly due to necessity because hank found out the thing that rusty wants most which is his remotes back but also he's so focused on rusty is so focused on basically in invading dean's life that he's just like oh i guess i can be a good father by accident
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if he's putting as much thought into it as we all just did. Yeah. Maybe he's not even being a supportive father. He's just like, I just need my remotes back, goddammit. How much are these? I can't be bothered arguing. Yes. Yeah, like, I I don't want to deal... I got to get back to New York. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, there's a very real chance that that's all it is. He had a Broadway play to write. Yeah. And in one alternate reality, it actually went really well for him. Not to spoil next week or anything. Um, Uh, Spoilers. The the thing that I I not the thing but one of the things I really love about this episode in is, is just Hank's attitude throughout the whole thing. I think is just like we've been waiting for this. I, I think for a long time now of like let's see the boys actually grow up because they've been kind of hinting at it and kind of flirting with it throughout the entire series. And we've even had a few moments where we're like all right, well this is where it kind of started, and this is really the episodes this one and next week that are all just about them being done with being teenagers and growing up into, like, more of the young adult types. Um, and I think the fact that Hank's attitude is still just so positive throughout everything. Even when he finds out that he's sleeping with the same guy that his dad did, and it's his best friend's mom. Like, even finding that out, he's still rather positive about everything. Like, even, like, with that, he's, like, a little, like, I wish I didn't know that. But he's still kind of in a good mood about it all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and what I like is, like, Comparing the two episodes, it's kind of like Hank sort of gets, knows what he wants to do in, like, the future from his episode. He kind of, like, you know, you get this idea that Hank knows that he wants to be some sort of entrepreneur do like, create his own business and all this lot. Whereas Dean, next week, finds out he what he doesn't want to do. He knows exactly what he doesn't want to do. And it's that sort of thing of, like, Hank's very positive and... Again, Dean's very negative.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting that, like, Dean is the more put-together of the brothers, but he has no clue what he wants to do with his life. And Hank's just kind of a mess, but you get the idea that he's going to land on his feet no matter what. Like, granted, we get in later seasons and he's, like, a delivery boy and whatnot, but at the same time, you always kind of get the feeling that Hank is going to land fine no matter what he does. And Dean is always going to be worried and thinking that he's failed. And that really starts showing up, I think, in these two episodes.
2: For sure. Like this, yeah. this episode, despite my problem with the hat, is the like beginning. I think of where they really, really want to go with it. Like, I think we've had inklings of this in the past, but I think that these two episodes are where they're like. You could probably split the character arcs from before this and then after this.
1: Yeah, because I mean, after that, like, these are the episodes that lead us to like when they're going to college, or when Hanks, the delivery boy, and Dean's exactly. trying to learn, and they start dating. Uh, uh, what's her name? Um, wide whale's daughter Uh, oh god I can't think of a name either it's in the future it's in the future well I'll remember when we get there Uh, (laughs) but yeah I think this is kind of where we start with all that and I I think the main thing that I love about it is just how I I just said a moment ago but how positive he is about all of it like he's just they're wiping his mind and like the last thing he wants to do is scream I got laid (laughs) and it's like (laughs) it's like oh Hank you sure did buddy (laughs)
0: I just love that bit where it, it gets closed as he's saying, and, and Brock just yeah. has this smile on his face as well. And it's like, and it's just like, it's almost like a proud dad moment. And it's, oh, yeah. it, I just I just love that.
1: I also love the, the reveal of Brock is not Dermot's dad. Because we've always, like, as soon as we were told that, I think all of us kind of went, oh, I could see it. Sure. Like, they kind of designed him a little bit after Brock. Like, I could see him yeah. being Brock's son. Like, he's an ugly version of Brock for sure, but I could see it. For uh, sure, and then this ep- this episode when this is like, so this is the mom. I would never hit that. <laughs> like, <laughs> <was> just like <laughs> he's just no, what, was, what was it? He said? never been that drunk, never been that desperate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she looks like now, and he just couldn't even imagine what she looked like younger. Like even like it was gonna be worse somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Brock was just no across the board. Like, there's no chance. It is it's funny as soon as he said that. Like, oh, Rusty's the dad. Yep. <laughs> Rusty's been that drunk, Rusty's been that desperate That's kind of his like resting place Like that's where he's just always is Maybe not then, drunk but always desperate
0: And then pulls the rug out From underneath you again When you find out it's not even the mum
1: Oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it wasn't even the mom. Then it was just some 15 year old girl You fucking Asshole Rusty <laughs> I literally in my
0: notes I just have written as as a bullet point fucking rusty.
1: Yep. He's he's the only person in the show who's not worse than Pete White. But he's a very close second. I uh, don't know.
0: I think he might have edged over the line on
1: this yeah, one. Yeah, he he might edge over with the statutory rape and father figure and oh, yeah. The the funny thing is when I was watching this with Chewy the other night, um, Dermot's not mom, his his grandma Is being a surprisingly wonderful mom to her daughter in that sequence. Like, we're both watching it. Like, oh wow, she's being great. She's kicking out the guy. She's just saying, "We want money. We don't want to deal with lawsuits." I will raise the child if you're so determined on having him as my own. Like, she's being a very supportive, loving mother, and it's kind of like, huh. You don't really see good parents on this show, like. And it's 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 quite like a
0: serious, dramatic moment as well.
1: Yeah, like it's not really played for laughs. No, not at all. Like everything after it is played for laughs, for sure, but that moment really isn't. And it's kind of like, aw, it's kind of nice seeing good parents on this show. Like we're very used to the worst parents on this show. Yeah. Like as a dad, I learned how to be a parent from this show. Just do everything the opposite and I'll be great. (laughs) Exactly. You had me worried there for a very, very short (laughs) second. Not as worried as my son would be. Um... (laughs) Oh, where was I going to try to move with that? Oh, the uh, I want to talk a little bit about this—the character design of Dermot's sister, because I, I I was reading in the book a little bit when I was just kind of raising through it, and I thought it was really interesting that they're like, well, we need her to look like Dermot, but we made Dermot super ugly, and she has to be hot. This is a problem. <laughs> but I, I really like the design of Nikki. I I think she like I think they nailed it. If she looks like she could be Brock's sister, and she kind of looks like Brock. Yeah. I think it worked really well. I, I did find... I was legitimately surprised by the twist, though, that she was the the mom, not the sister. Like, that actually caught me off guard, which I was not expecting.
0: Yeah. I, I just love, as well, how the first time you see her, she's got... It's it's in that sort of film noir, black-and-white thing, and she's got a very f- femme fatale look to her. You know, the, the sort of, like, the design and, like, the hair and everything. It's very very much reminiscent of those femme from like the you know noir films of like the the 40s and the 50s and it yeah. sort of plays into that and you sort of like you look at it and with that filter and you think does she actually look like that or is that how hank is seeing it because of the hat
1: i mean that's possible i don't want to lean into the hat too much or we're just going to annoy nick uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is my corner <laughs> uh but you could be right but we didn't really talk about the filter that much i love the black and white filter throughout the whole episode like whenever they wear that I, I especially love it whenever they take the hat off and it it's Yeah, back it, it, color. Just, it just disappears
0: <laughs> just like yeah. fades out
1: oh man the hat is such a good bit isn't that right nick i like parts
2: of it i just don't like it for his character development i said I earlier that i like the filter i think it's a smart way to split up kind of some bits of the episode i really wonder i think that i'm almost positive just based off of like what you see in the episode that they went in with the filter in mind because there's too much stuff that kind of leans into having it but i wouldn't be surprised if it's something that they added in later that just helps the flow of the episode
1: i didn't read that part of it so i'm not sure i don't have an answer for it but i would just knowing how how good they are at planning things and like the little bit of the books that I did read where they were so excited about this episode and so proud of it, I feel like this one had to be planned down to the letter. Like the, For sure. the filter is probably an idea. Like all of it it feels like it was very calculated, but not in a bad way. Like a lot of times when you see very calculated comedy, it kinda of robs the comedy, and I don't think that that was the case here at all. No. It's like, not at all. It's like with the filter oh. on as
0: well, it's, everything looks kinda of like it's in the fifties, like the car they drive driving is very much like a 50s, 40s sort of like style of car. And I do sort of wonder if there was like maybe talk of like a joke at some point where the hat falls off in the car and all of a sudden you just see it just change into the like some piece of crap.
1: <laughs> I mean, they've always kind of had that somewhat older style to a lot of their vehicles anyways. So it could just be that they didn't change much and just the filter just made it look older. Right. Yeah, possibly. It's possible. Um, Because I don't think that... I'd have to watch it again, uh, which would not be a problem. But I don't think whenever they took the hat off, actual physical things changed. I think it was just the colour. Yeah, I think... could be wrong.
0: Yeah, maybe I'm reading too much into that, to be honest. Cause I think when he takes yeah. the hat off uh, in the car park after Dermot's been punched, it, it is literally just... it just goes into colour.
1: Yeah, because I think that's the same thing at the... like at the end, when after the Alchemists find out that Hank was begging his best friend's mom he's like just just take the hat off so we can talk and when he takes it off and he's like I had sex <laughs> and it's like uh, then I think it just snaps full color and like that's the only thing that changed uh, I could be wrong but I, I don't think I am I'm pretty sure uh, you're right I also find it the, the one thing that we haven't really talked about and I feel like we, we've been joking around a lot but I I see how much time they struggled with it in the show of uh, Hank not being a virgin and I don't think it was like, they seem like they're really apprehensive about doing it because they think that him being a virgin makes him a funnier character. I think they did this as smartly as they could. I think it, totally. almost,
0: it came at the best time as well. It, the best yeah. time in the series. And the, 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 the icing on the cake is he knows that he's now not a virgin but has no idea what sex is like because he can't remember it.
1: Yeah, if the description he got was uh, woefully inaccurate is what I would say. Um, but I mean, that is a very hank take on sex, so who knows maybe that is exactly what he experienced, and I just I don't know yeah. um, to be
0: fair, I've never done the thing that he mentioned, so maybe that's what it so that feels like
1: th- that's very possible who knows <laughs> um but the 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 thing that I find interesting about it is the idea that they wanted him to be a virgin for at least in some way still after the episode, whereas they also kind of knew that Hank. They've designed Hank to not be... Like, he's a dork and kind of a nerd for sure, but they've never made him appear to be an ugly kid. Like, he seems right. the type of guy where if he had to put his stuff together, he'd be an attractive guy. Like, even more so when you get in later seasons. Like, like they kind of design him a little Justin Bieber-y. Like, uh, like, they make him a little... Like, you can see that girls would be attracted to him if he wasn't so Hank. Uh, so when he puts on the hat and he's not Hank anymore... Suddenly, he's very attractive. So, of course, at some point, being an attractive kid in a town with nothing to do, the kid's going to lose his virginity. Like, that's just going to happen. It happens to everyone at some point. Um, so, I like that they were they were brave enough to approach it, but stayed in the world enough to know that, like, well, he can't just be, like, a player, because that's just not Hank. So, let's just kind of... Uh, he's going to do it, and then forget it. And I think that was a... I think it was great. I, I love the way it played out. For sure. I Especially think- because he knows that his mind is getting wiped and he knows he can't forget it so the message he leaves himself on the watch is phenomenal it's amazing because he was yeah. able to plan out his own responses I know you'd say that <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
2: exactly
1: like, he knows himself too well like better than I ever would like there's no way that I could plan out like what I'd reply to myself on a watch and he's like he's got four or five responses it's like true. just perfect yeah. all the way down to the uh like the And one last thing, get your ass to Mars. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a Total Recall reference? Yeah, Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, You're not super up in your Total Recall knowledge? It's a great movie. You should watch it more often.
2: (sighs) Man, I mean, I do love Colin Farrell, but... (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's (laughs) that's fighting talk. (laughs) Uh...
1: Jessica Biel, Kate Beckinsale, Colin Farrell. How could you go wrong? It's not their fault. They that... went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was everybody else's fault. Man, that movie was rough. Uh I don't think I really have anything left uh, left to say on this episode. Is there something that we haven't hit that you guys really want to talk about? No. Nope, um... We talked
2: about him being a notary.
0: That was that was a big <laughs> one. <laughs> I had like I was sort of looking to for like some Nitpicky things in the episode because I, j- I love it so much. So I was thinking, it, no, it can't be perfect. There's got to be something. And there's like there was one thing that I noticed, which is like a it's kind of a logic nitpicky thing. Why, when when uh, the alchemist is chasing after Derma, why is there a scooter with shopping in it abandoned in the car park? There's like literally, it's just has, you know, the groceries and whatnot in the front of it. Nobody around.
1: I got nothing. Because it was funny? It's, I yeah, guess so. I, yeah, that's all I have. But
0: that's more of a problem for me than the hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we want to
2: get into the, the chase sequence, hasn't Dermot met the alchemist before?
1: I mean, probably at the, the Buddy System episode, but I'm not sure if they would have spent time talking to each other.
2: But he was also in the Hanko while Dermot was in Hanko.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, maybe the hat threw him?
2: That, it's, it is the hat. It's always the hat.
1: (laughs) I mean, he was wearing a hat, too, so, you know. Oh, and the pinstripe suit. Yeah. So he doesn't really look like the alchemist. Like, he looks totally different when he's not wearing his robes and he's got his balding head and whatnot. And he had just
0: stolen some games as well, so he's probably a bit more on edge.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that all makes sense. That makes more sense than the the scooter with the, the groceries still in it, so... Yeah, no, I think this all works out perfectly. I'm I'm back on thinking this episode's perfect, even with the hat and the random grocery cart. Uh, I just wanted so to mention as well,
0: something that I read in the book, which was quite uh, interesting, which I oh. had no idea just hearing the voices, but both Nikki and her mum were both voiced by Kate McKinnon, and I think she did a phenomenal job with both of because they're two very different voices. But they are, oh, that was you Kate can kind of tell. Yeah, that's Kate McKinnon. Oh, wow. Interesting.
1: Was she even on SNL at this point?
0: Not according to the book. Uh, I believe. I believe it says that she
1: was uh, pre-SNL. Oh wow! That gives me even more appreciation for Kate McKinnon, and I didn't think that was possible.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was. I was really shocked at that because then, like, I was sort of thinking, "Well, it sounds nothing like her." And I went back, knowing it. I'm still like,
1: "Yep, still doesn't sound anything like her." Yeah, it was like when I figured out the replacement. Impossible was Bill Hader. I'm like, oh, now I hear Bill Hader. Now I only hear Bill Hader. Whereas before uh, that, I'm like, eh, I just hear somebody trying to do a Colbert impression. And now it's just, no, it's only Bill Hader. Uh, that one, I, I don't, I mean, I had to listen again now thinking Kate McKinnon, but I'm kind of hoping I don't recognize her voice. It'd give me even more respect for Kate McKinnon, which <laughs> I'm convinced is impossible. Um, all right, let's move into quotes. Uh, Matt has to go last both weeks because he wrote down too many quotes
0: over
1: prepared Uh, properly prepared I'm under prepared I only wrote down the (laughs) one because I think it was hysterical I love I love hat Hank even though Nick doesn't Um, and I love it when he's trying to just when he's just spouting out bullshit and the alchemist does a pretty good job keeping up with him except for one point when uh, after he punches Dermot he goes Al go get the boiler (laughs) Hmm, no idea car was that car yeah go get the car
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mine is, uh, mine is from Billy Quizboy, which is, the, it was kind of mentioned earlier, but mainly he's sitting there and he puts the paper down and they start making fun of him and he's like, I've been eating eggs and ketchup all day waiting to do this. I just love the idea of him just waiting for them to get back from wherever they are and just refusing to just say, ah, I'm okay, I don't really want any more eggs and ketchup. I'm imagining he ate at least three plates of eggs and ketchup.
1: Oh yeah like he he doesn't have a rude bone in his body, so when he it's like you could say no and he's like, no, I'll just have another plate, I guess
0: yep, there was a deleted <laughs> in the book they mentioned about um Pete White was supposed to show up, but he wasn't <sighs> he was supposed to be just waiting around and he kept like gets to the point where he starts calling people and like asking where Hank is, so like it's just like the idea that all these people are just waiting around for Hank
1: <laughs> oh, that'd have been funny, but I think they made the right call less pete white the better yeah um all right what's one of your thousands of quotes
0: right hmm. <laughs> i think i'm gonna go with um it's just after where hank's picked up the key and he's like he, he finds out everything and he goes al i'm gonna vomit i'm gonna vomit and then the alchemist just throws him his hat and just says here use your hat i'm pretty sure it started all this
1: is that nick is that your favorite moment in the entire episode where they destroy the hat
2: oh yeah i was cheering (laughs) jumping up and down in my apartment
1: i think that's an overreaction but you know you do you uh (laughs) all right well i think that's the end of today's episode uh let's do some plugity plug plug plugs then we can say goodbye uh of course every thursday listen to after the hype we have just started our new format um It's pretty much the same, with little differences, but we're very excited about it. Uh, And then be sure to listen to Samwise, be sure to listen to the show that you're currently listening to, uh, and then be sure to keep an eye out for Demon Days, which has been coming along great. Um, And then, last but not least, coming soon from ATH Network, we have Damage Boost, done by uh, the note-taker of this show, Mr. Brock, and we're very excited for his show. I'm recording an episode with him tomorrow about what it is to be a dad and to play video games which is uh, means it's very difficult, but we try to find the time, not to spoil the episode for tomorrow uh, or whenever that one comes out. That's it for me, plug-wise. Matt, Nick, anything to plug?
0: I've got the articles. Is there anything that Nick wants to go with first? Oh, no, I've got nothing. <laughs> well, you do um, have something.
1: You're just not saying it.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying it until later. Fair enough. Well, I, I write articles for the ATH site, uh, I've got three that are waiting to be published at the moment and I'm working on a few others. Uh, I tried to write an article explaining um, time travel in films using actual science and gave myself two huge migraines writing it because I was just <laughs> trying to get my head around all these things and I'm, yeah, it's like it got to a point where I was like, why did I think I could write this?
1: <laughs> well, it's always good to challenge yourself, right? That's the whole point. Yeah, but not to the point where I'm giving
0: myself migraines.
1: Yeah, that might be a little too challenging.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I've got another one uh, that's about the uh, the Max line of Punisher graphic novels that Garth Ennis wrote. Uh, That's 15 years old uh, this year. Uh, It's my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, it's my favorite comic book series of all time. I have read those so many times. I absolutely love them. Garth
1: Ennis is such a good writer.
0: Yeah, he's phenomenal. And the other one is uh, an article about the 40th anniversary of Alien as well. And Yeah, I'm currently working on two others. Uh, One about the the moon landing and how it uh, affected science fiction films. And I've just started one about uh, The Wild Bunch, which is 50 years old this year. So, yeah. So be, tons uh, to read
1: as long as we can get a, a good copy editor to actually go through your stuff, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is uh, harder to find than you'd think it would be. Um, but yes, keep an eye out ath site for all that and uh, all that and more. So yeah. thank you guys both very much for jumping on today, and we will talk to everyone soon. Bye. 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 Bye.